shall all pass away. <laughs> there's something, I said there's something about that name. His name, call his name. The same one you called to be saved is the same one you called to be healed, delivered, and made whole. I can't hear your team. Somebody lift him up in this place. We live you, Jesus. God, I look to you.
Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, stay right there. Stay right there. Let the whole house lift up the highest praise. Lift up the highest praise, the glorious praise. Let's lift him up right now higher than anything else. Can you do that with me? Higher than anything else. Lift him up. For you are wonderful, mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise him. Just praise him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just give a big roar of praise right now. Come on, give a big roar of praise. Come on, just keep doing that. I know it's old, but a little bit of bless the Lord, oh my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. You're just going to stop like that? Come on, is he not king and Lord? Just like somebody stopped you. Come on, don't let anybody stop you. I'll not let anybody stop me praising God. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Come on, and all that 
Come on, you got to know this. It's real old. Come on, just let it out. I'm going to do this. Come on, everybody with me now. Everybody, come on. Come on. Great big praises. Yeah, hallelujah, because can't nobody hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Somebody say, can't nobody yeah, hallelujah. Nobody. Yeah, come on now. Do me like Jesus. Can't nobody. Do me like the Lord. Can't nobody. Do me like Jesus. Somebody! 
His name was Lucifer. He was an angel of light and he led worship. He led worship. He thought his worship was so good that he was equal to God. He thought he was so pretty. Yeah. Now you wonder why there's so many things in the evil think they're pretty. He thought he was pretty, thought he was equal to God. It got him removed. Can I have a witness, somebody? And so the world has taken on anti-God worship. All kinds of sounds that are anti-God. That's the reason the Scripture says that the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now I declare to you, God has been good to you. Amen. Amen. And it's time you rise up and say, God's been better to me than the devil's been against me. Amen. Nobody else can touch me like Jesus can. And while I have my being, it's not a certain style of church. I'm a child of God. And while I have any breath, I'm going to praise him. I'm not going to let the devil outdance me. He's not going to take my song. He's not going to take my shout. I'm not going to let a bunch of people... Praise God and make louder noise after athletes than I will my God. I'm going to praise God, so let the redeemed of the Lord say so now. Come on, lift him up. Come on, lift him up. Yeah. 
Just real quick now, don't hesitate. Don't think a thing about it. Just put your hand on the shoulder of somebody next to you right now. Come on, do it now. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, by the anointed power in the name of Jesus that's above every other name, and by your anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage, I declare in this place right now, every stronghold is being broken right now. I said the restrictions are being lifted off right now. There is deliverance is happening right now. Hallelujah, it's happening right now in every spirit, every oppression is leaving right now. There is freedom, there is liberty, and your joy is giving it right now. There is power in your name. Healing is happening in the body right now. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. There's a fresh, fresh anointing that's happening right now. Now loose your hands and lift them up and give God praise like he's king and like he's Lord. Come on. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give a shout for your victory. Come on. Give a shout for your victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you remember, if you were here last week, a little bit of the message, maybe you heard it online or something. But the Lord was going to give you restoration. If you catch the enemy who stole from you, the Lord says he'll restore to you seven times. Your restoration is resurrection. 
Resurrection means you're going to be better than what you were previous. The things they did to Jesus at crucifixion was no hindrance to him after resurrection. He was better than before. I declare to you resurrection is yours and you're better than before. I declare to you now you're not going to be better than before. You are right now better than before. Come on, if you believe you've got a right now God and it's being delivered to you right now, amen. Better than before. Better than before, amen. Somebody raise your hand and say, I receive my healing right now. Somebody say, I receive my joy right now. I receive my strategy right now. Somebody say out loud, fear cannot hold me. I'm standing on the Word of God. One more time, everybody give him great big hallelujahs. Come on, big hallelujahs. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. There is no way, there is no way we are going to let any amount of flesh quench the fire of your spirit. We're not going to sprinkle your fire. We're not going to hose it down. We're not going to any part of it. We're going to let your fire touch every single one of us. Holy Ghost and fire. Touch our children today. Touch them in the nursery today. I bind every distractive force off of every household right now, off of every mind right now. No criticalness whatsoever, but a receptivity to your power and to the presence of your mighty glory. Your glory, amen. Your glory covers the earth. So the last thing we want to do is let this place of earth not be included. We want the fullness of the power of your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe he's real and you believe he's here, give him praise. Come on. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him big praise. Come on, big praise. Come on, big praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why don't you turn around and greet somebody and say, these people are serious about the glory. You go ahead and do that. These people are serious about the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come here, come here, Kanisha. Come here, Dr. Day. Kanisha, Kanisha felt assignment of God to go to North Carolina. And um, we miss her already. She's back home on the home going of her, her grandmother. And I know you guys had a glorious time. We're so glad you're here. God took you through a hurricane. All right? Give us a testimony. And I, I'm glad you gave me this opportunity. I really wanted to do this. Um, so everybody heard about Hurricane Florence, and everybody that knew I moved to North Carolina sent me text messages. This is the worst storm it's ever going to be. Get out of there. Evacuate. <laughs> and I understand. I appreciate it. You know, everybody's concerns and prayers. But I had a peace. I really had a peace that 
I was going to be fine. I had never weathered a hurricane before. I didn't know it. You know, you've seen like Hurricane Katrina and all of those things. But I really had a peace that I was going to be fine. And people talked about how bad it flooded with Matthew and everything. But I had a peace. And so I did prepare. I wasn't going to not prepare in case things happened. But I really had a peace about it. And I promise you guys, it was like a covering of protection around me. I didn't see any flooding. I didn't see any trees fall over. I didn't see any of that. And there were people who couldn't go to work, who couldn't go back to school. You know, everything was closed down. And I'm just like, it's just like a thunderstorm. Like, I don't, I haven't seen anything. And it's not that I was disappointed, but I'm like, ooh, a hurricane, I'm gonna see. But I saw none of that. And even in the city, I'm in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and even like downtown was flooded. But where I was and everywhere that I had to go, I saw nothing. And that's all to the glory of God. And I just praise God for that. And so I just thank you guys for your prayers, for your thoughts, for your concerns, but God works. And God is the ultimate protector, an ultimate healer, an ultimate everything. He's everything, and he's proven himself again and again in this short period of time that I've been alive. So I just thank you guys for your love, for your support all the way in North Carolina. I still feel it. I still love y'all, and I'm always happy to see you. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Welcome home for a few hours. How many believe God will take you through your storm? Come on, I said, how many believe God will take you through your storm? Don't look at me like you've never been in one. Some of you not lived long enough, amen? I didn't know he was going to be here on the front row. Come here, Keith. Come here, old buddy. Look at him walking up here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I, I know, you know, here, Keith, here's the deal, you know, is, is, as I know there, there's people out there, they come into a meeting like this, and they say, boy, these people got wild in there today, you know what I mean? And I, I'd like to say we're not always like that, but that's a sad thing, because we always want to be in the anointing, whatever that means, all right? I've decided, Keith, in my life, I've decided this. I made another decision this week. I'm going to live for God, and I'm going to worship God like nobody else is in the room. You know, a lot of times I say, well, they don't like this. I'm going to worship him like there ain't nobody else in the room, all right? And, and uh, you know, I saw you over here. I just, you know, there's such anointing in this room today. I, I remember the first time I visited you in the hospital, you didn't even know I was there. You had tubes all in you and all this sort of thing, and, and you couldn't walk. I, I was there. I was there when the doc said he'll probably never walk again. Ha! And I, I, I walked out of that room. And I walked out of the going in that room, the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar, amen. And I got to tell you, it, it did, it, it broke my heart, because I remember seeing you run around the pond out here. Actually, you're the only person I know that runs faster than me. No, I'm just kidding. I was about to say. Yeah, you're about to say what? And you ain't say nothing yet. You go back here and sit down, all right? And, you know, hang on here, hang on. And, 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 and so, you know, I, I, just, I just believe, I still believe it, all right? is look where you are now. Remember when Ryan and Michael and I came to visit you down there at Benton in that place you were in, you know? And what, I brought you donuts and you didn't share them, you ate all of them? Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's what I remember, <laughs> right? And, and, but here you are and, and you're walking and uh, I, I believe you're just gonna keep walking until you run again. Yes. Amen. Let me, let me just ask you this. Do you see yourself running again? All the time. 
all the time? All the time. Amen. And I know it's just a matter of time. It is. It is. Amen. And when you get your run back, you still won't be able to outrun me. Yeah, yeah, in your dreams. <laughs> Man, we love you. And we're proud of you. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Amen. We love you. Come on, tell this guy you love him. Would you do it? Come on, Patty. Here's another one. The devil. Oh, I don't know what's going on today. Some of you just kind of walked in here. It's, it said, but y'all don't have to. Oh, we got things planned. Amen. I didn't know you were going to be here like that. I had an idea, but I wasn't sure. I sure didn't know you'd be on the front row. So I'm not going to miss something when a miracle sits on the front row. Amen. If you think I'm going to miss that, and here's another miracle. That's Amen. That's right. God, God, God put into her spirit the unlimited realm years ago. I wasn't smart enough to come up with all that. And God put that into her spirit. And it's a prophetic assignment over the church alive. The unlimited realm. Yes, to live in. We'll let God do anything. Can I have a witness, somebody? Yes. Never forget it on, on that, on that uh, sitting in the office over here. And, and Patty just couldn't move. And it was at the unlimited realm. And the enemy tried to attack her body. And then for two years, couldn't do the things that she could do. All right. And, and uh, I mean, we couldn't get this wound to heal. Uh, how many surgeries did you have? I don't I even remember. six of them. Six of them. And all these surgeries, and it just wouldn't heal. And remember the prophetic word that, what was the word that, that Trey gave you? That you would be better? Oh, yeah, that I would be better than before. Yeah. Can you stand on that one leg? Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it now. <laughs> That is amazing, so all right? It's so great. And, I've and got you, almost complete mobility in that, which they told me it would be doubtful that I would have full function of Well, give a little testimony, Patty. <laughs> Come on, praise him a little bit. <laughs> Amen. You know, the enemy is such a liar, isn't he? And he tries to do so much damage, but if we actually acknowledge what God has promised, and that's when you're going through something, you've got to know what his promises are. And that's what you stand on, and that's what fulfill, fulfillment does come. And so I just, you know, praise God, there were days. How many of you have ever gone through something and you had those days? Like my mom's sitting there right now, suffering in her body because arthritis has been trying to come upon her and so I just declare and I ask you to agree with me right now in Jesus name we bind that arthritis in Jesus name the devil's a liar that is not our promise our promise is complete health and healing in Jesus name Amen. Anybody, same way with Vicki Brown this is right to, there right now your stand. knee there is no reason, right? There's no indication of why you're suffering with that, right? The doctors are baffled. And so right now we just declare in Jesus' name that you will feel that complete healing surge through your body right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the enemy's attack. We bind confusion in the body. And we just declare right now from head to toe by his stripes, you are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Brian, Brian, you have put up with enough, amen? And so today, right now, would you stand and just lift your hands and thank him right now for the healing of your entire body, your spirit, 
and your family. Amen. Be completely restored. What the devil stole, he stole your health. He stole your job. And right now we just declare healing and restoration over your body in the name of Jesus. Would you all praise with them right now? Praise him out loud. Say, thank you, Father. I receive my healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And you know, Randy, before I came up here, I just kept feeling like we need to speak to those that are listening online. And I know that, that people will listen online at different times and they will, uh, you know, it could even be historically, but whoever listens to this today, you know that God is on the scene. There is somebody here today, whether it's here or on that internet, that needs the peace of God to flood their life. And so we just speak in agreement. This house is in agreement. That's our assignment. That unlimited realm and we just say peace to whoever's hearing this word today in Jesus name no matter what the turmoil or the confusion in your house today is your day of deliverance amen and we all agree with you we speak healing restoration over your mind your body your spirit today in your house in Jesus name amen would you all shout with a great agreement amen amen, amen. So if you were listening online, you heard, you are not alone. Amen. You have a whole house full of agreement. Hallelujah. Give the Lord one more shout of praise. Amen. I can't wait to hear the testimonies. Amen. There's going to be a lot. I believe it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our church host families to come very quickly because we want to stay in this flow here and don't be distracted by it. But we just want to say welcome to all of our our friends that are here today for the very first time and and these folks are coming to say hello they're gonna bring you some fresh bread so they're gonna turn around and walk down the aisle and if this is one of your first few times with us I know we have some guests here today that are from out of town right here on the second row guys and so we want to make sure that you get this loaf of bread raise your hand let us know you're here today Take this gift, it's our offering to you, and, and let us uh, get familiar with you, fill out the card, and we can pray over your house and believe you, for your house to have a miracle. Amen. Church Alive, make everybody feel like, hey, welcome home. We're glad you're here. Amen. Praise God. Anybody feel Jesus in the room today? Come on, he's here. It's, it's interesting that, uh, that, that God doesn't want you to feel his presence just when we're here together. There's an anointing that is in here that fuels an open door for you to step in and to walk in and live in that anointing everywhere you are. Amen? So you can feel this anointing while you're on the beach or while you're on the golf course. And, and uh, since they're sharing testimony, I figure I better get on, on the game too, right? So testimony this week, you know, we were on a little vacation and spent some time on the beach, and we went to this, uh, this little museum. It was the history of the town we were in, and it's a fishing museum, and we thought we were just in there to just have a good old time. And, you know, the, the, the enemy tried to, to steal from, from Whitney and I uh, the ability to have children. And the doctors told us they didn't know why, couldn't figure it out, you know. And so they all know some of that testimony. Obviously, we have, uh, we have an amazing little boy. And, um, and, and even, even in the loss of uh, a little girl that we had, I'm not telling you that the enemy's, uh, that God's going to give us seven children <laughs> seven times. But I believe he's going to have to restore to us seven times the joy 
and seven times the hurt and seven times the destruction that happened in the emotion and the mind and the will. So just want to declare that. And to anyone else in the room that, that, that sometimes we think physically, but emotionally, um, in your mind, in your health, the enemy has to restore seven times all of that. So could you handle seven times more joy? Could you handle seven times more peace? Something that I, I hear too is uh, there's a song that, that Bethel sings and it says, peace is a promise he keeps. And so I just want to speak that out, that peace is a promise he keeps. So we're sitting in this fishing uh, little thing, and there, there's a video on, and I'm sitting there in the chair watching this video about this fishing village, and Harrison's running around. And the past few months, I've been listening to these testimonies of um, the Azusa Street Revival. And something that the kids did in the Azusa Street Revival is when people would come in in wheelchairs, before they would pray for people in wheelchairs, it was a rule that they had to take their feet off of the footrests and lift the footrests before they prayed for them as an act of faith, as a sign that they were going to get up out of that wheelchair. So we're in there watching this little video, and it's really cool. You know, there's all kinds of fish on the wall. You know, it's like a cool beach town. You know, they're having this fishing rodeo, and Harrison's running around doing his thing, and there's a wheelchair over there in the corner. And he's over there just kind of playing with the wheelchair, and he gets down there on his hands and his knees, and he starts to pull up those little footrests. And Whitney sends a text message to me and to our family group text that he's over here practicing for his healing ministry. And I'm trying to watch a fishing video, and I'm like, oh, you know, getting blasted by the Holy Spirit in here watching this fishing video. And the old man in front of me is probably, why is this dude crying? He must really like fish. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can mess you up anywhere. Amen. Like, like I just want to declare that over us, that just an openness to the movement of the Holy Spirit, that while you're on your job and while you're in Walmart and while you're out in the streets doing whatever you do, that the Holy Spirit, there's just an open heaven. That's the word for us right now. An open heaven, a connection to the flow and the movement of the Holy Spirit to wherever you are and however you are, that the Spirit of God moves in you and through you. This miracle stream, this miracle flow that is happening in this place happens everywhere you go in Jesus' name. So when we get together on, on Saturday night for our Young Family Fellowship, we're not just there to eat food and to carve pumpkins and, and have a good fall fellowship time. We're going to do all that. But miracles happen there. Prophetic words are released there. The flow and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God is there. That's why I'm supposed to be up here talking about Young Family Fellowship stuff, all right? But I got I had to get that testimony in. So Saturday night, if you're, let me say it this way, if you fit anywhere between high school and 50 plus, this is for you. It's kind of a wide range. If you're single, if you're married, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, this is kind of a wide demographic, but this is a time of fellowship for you, all right? We're going to get together. We're going to have fellowship with one another. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to laugh together. We're going to have fun. We're going to do some, hopefully the weather will cooperate. We're going to have some good fall fun. Um, we, we thought it would be cool if you want to bring a pumpkin and, and uh, bring it. We'll, we'll, we'll have like a little pumpkin carving time with our families and just be something fun that we can do as a family together. Uh, we'll, we'll check it out. We may even have a little hayride, but uh, we're going to have some chili and we're going to take care of the chili. We're going to ask you guys, if you will, if you'll bring a dessert or like a, a party dip, your favorite little party dip. We'll take care of the drinks and the, and the chili. It's going to be an awesome time. Look, I know the Razorbacks are playing, but they don't play till like 630. This starts at five. And look, y'all know what's going to happen in that game anyway. So praise the Lord. That's not prophetic in Insight. That's just like knowledge, you know. So, so look, y'all can come. I know they're getting better. We're, we're praying for them. Look, first year coach. It's okay, you know. We're still in the spirit. It's okay. So, y'all come. Look, come. If you've got other plans, change them. Um, if you're new to the church alive, 
come and be a part of this fellowship. It's a great way to connect and build relationships and build the family of faith. It's going to really be an incredible time. Um, another thing I want to let you guys know about is this Friday morning um, here at the Church Alive, we're hosting a great event that Dr. O uh, has made available to us. Um, it's called Live to Lead. It's a, it's a leadership uh, seminar. If you are in business or if you just want to grow in leadership, this is an incredible opportunity for you. There's a link in the bulletin. Um, we're going to hear from John Maxwell. We're going to hear from Carly Fiorina. We're going to hear from Tyler Perry, and it's going to be an incredible thing. Uh, and so definitely want to take advantage of that if you, if you can. Now, most of you probably have to work, but for those of you that are in business, in leadership, it's going to be a powerful thing, all right? The next thing, look, October is full of stuff at the Church Alive. We've got all kinds of stuff happening. Um, so next Sunday is Family Day at the Church Alive. Everybody say Family Day. This is going to be an incredible time. We've got some cool stuff happening. We want you to come early before service. We're going to have uh, some cinnamon rolls and orange juice and donuts and stuff for you to come fellowship. Make sure you come early. Invite other families. Bring your whole family. And it's going to be an incredible time. We even have a giveaway. It's going to be awesome. So, look, I want you to watch the screen and check out this video to give you some more information about Family Day, all right? Thank you, Whitney. That's going to be a great time. You know, uh, there's just no way you could program everything that's happened today. How many feel that and know that? Come on, I said, how many know that and feel that? Holy Spirit is definitely wanting to make every one of you aware of his anointing and giving you an opportunity for that anointing to be released in your life. I mean, as I was, I was sitting there, uh, <clears throat> Ryan, I knew he was going to come. And I was, I was wanting to get his attention to tell him, uh, t testify about you and, you and uh, Whitney's miracle. I didn't get to him. What did he bring up? He brought up the miracle. And so I know it's so anointed. And, and what hit my spirit, the Holy Spirit hit my spirit there because I have seen healings take place in my spirit that, um, that are beyond explanation. And I've seen hundreds of, of autistic children in my spirit, dreams and visions, uh, getting healed and, and uh, just 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 incredible and, and it hit my spirit right there is I don't have to be the one involved I just know I've seen it how many hearing what I'm saying and if it's for me to lay the atmosphere for Harrison to do it then God be the glory can I have an amen somebody I don't want the next generation to get less I want them to get more Amen. So um, it's happening. So don't, don't miss anything here today, all right? We're going to keep moving with this anointing, okay? And, and just uh, um, what I felt in my spirit today, I, I, see, it, I see it happening. Here, here's what the Scripture says. Listen to this. In Malachi, the third chapter, it says, uh, interesting, it says, Will a man rob God? It says, Yet you have robbed me. That, that's it's pretty emphatic Scripture for you not to miss this. When God says something like this, he says, but you say, in what way have we robbed God? He says, in tithe and offerings. 
not just tithe, but tithe and offerings. He says, verse 9, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10 says, bring all the tithe to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you, we heard this word open from Ryan, and I already had it here, so it's open, open heaven. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you, everybody say me, such a blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. I rebuke the devourer, and we covered this last week, all right, so I'm not going to get into this, but, but there's, there's a rebuke here off of, off of whatever would try to devour your abundance. Off your home, your business, your ministry, off of your mind, your health, whatever that it is. In fact, what the Scripture is saying here is when you give your tithe and your offering, you don't have to ask God to protect you. He just does it. Aren't you glad He just does it? So some of you are in a case and you're wondering what happens. I'm telling you all things work together for the good. I promise you God is working. God says, I will rebuke. You don't have to rebuke your adversaries. God's already got it taken care of. You're just supposed to love them. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that you will, he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Whatever God's given you is going to take place. Whatever belongs to you, you're going to receive. Anybody hearing that, say yes. Come on, I'm going to move quick, so hang on. Nor, nor shall the, the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So I think what is happening here, and I want to just give this to you, and let's receive our offerings today, receive our tithe. Get this. Tithing is spiritual alignment. It's like you take your vehicle, you're driving it, it's kind of bumping around, your steering's messed up, or there's something bumping a lot in your seat, all right? If it's in your chair, it's the rear, rear wheels. If it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the steering wheel, it's the front, one of the front ones, and you're out of this and your tires are wearing funny, you're out of alignment. You need to have it aligned. Tithing puts your whole life in alignment. All right, and what, then what happens then is it brings supernatural manifestation. Wave at me if you would like to have supernatural manifestation in your life. And so many people, according to the Scripture, are striving. Now watch this. They are striving because they are living under the curse. No matter what they're doing, they're living under the curse. And why is this? Because they have stolen from God by not giving their tithe and their offerings. That's Bible. That's what we read. That's Bible. I'm not making this up. And so to do, because due to a lack of, of tithing, this issue is happening in their life. But I declare over the church alive, over you, us as together, we got to get this thing right. The last thing we want over your home and your business and this ministry is a curse. All right, so we got to get this thing right. Give your tithe, give your offerings, forgive everybody, don't talk about everybody, don't be critical, don't abuse social media. All right? I mean, you get this, let's get this thing right. Let's get alignment right because we all need an open heaven. I receive Ryan's word today. I need an open heaven. How many of you need an open heaven? How many want an open heaven over the church alive and over your families, over your house, and over your business? Amen. Everything you already, everything you need is already prepared. All you got to do is open it. Are you hearing me? You just got to open it. 
Patty's already got Christmas gifts for our family laying out in one of the rooms. It's already getting ready. Amen. We're just getting ready for them to come and open it. I'm going to pray over you right now as everybody gives at least 10% from your business, your home, your investments, your household income. You can give them a debit card, credit card. Ushers are going to pass, whatever you'd like to do. Heavenly Father, right now, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the education, the insight. You're leading us into prosperity. You're not taking us away from it. You're going to lead us into the places of promise that we need to be in. And so I thank you today that tithing, it's, it, it's, not, an, it, it, it's not here a, a campaign for funds for the church. It's a way of spiritual, supernatural manifestation in every one of our lives. I pray now that everyone would receive it as we give to you and honor you. I call forth 10% of all the revenue, all the revenue of the businesses in this city and to the ministries, oh God, to all the ministries, all the churches, God, that we'll be able to do the work you've called us to do in this city. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you as you give. If you want to give online, go to the website. We can do that. If you're listening online, you want to give that, you do that right now. I feel this is prophetic. I've asked Otis to do this right now, and I believe it's prophetic, and I'd like for you to get this, hear this, and just declare this over your spirit right now. It's a new season. Say It's a new season. Yeah. It's a new day. Yeah. to one of the chairs that you're in right now, I, um, th there is a, um, uh, a little, little outline of some things that we've covered here recently. We're in a series on, a, on abundance anointing, 
And, and my words couldn't be any clearer today than the anointing that is in this room. So I want you to listen very carefully to, to what, what, what I'm going to give to you. There, there are three things the Lord put into my spirit. And, and so um, it, it was Whitney who said, hey, we, we need these things in our hands so we can prophesy them. So I'm giving this to you today so you can take this and use it. You can go back. I put the dates there for you if you want to go back. And you want to get on our um, online and you want to listen to any messages and go back to what the Spirit of God has been giving to us. But, but, but th this happened to me. This began to download into me. I was actually seated over here. And already the, the, the word abundance, and I'd been going through, through um, um, uh, you, know, you know, the, the word of God looking that over. And, um, and here, here's just something you can do right now if you'd like. I, I am rereading. I mentioned it Wednesday night. I, I am rereading the book of Revelation and the book of Isaiah and going back and reading all the words of Jesus. Now, uh, if, you're, if you're not, if you've never read the book of Revelation, it says you'll be blessed if you do it. Two or three of you, amen? It, it starts out like that. So how many of you want to be blessed? About 30% of you. The rest of you just live the curse. I'm going to do that again. Come on, you got to work with me, all right? How many want to be blessed? That if I were you, I would start today, go home and begin to read the book of Revelation. All right, don't wait for your wife to do it, your husband to do it. You begin to do it. Don't wait for your parents to tell you. You begin to read the book of Revelation. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. I, I, was, I was seated over here, and, and in one of the meetings, it was said that, that you need to go to the root, the base of the mountain, to move the mountain. And quickly, the Spirit of God put these things in me of how that, how that many things, and then someone gave me, emailed me some things, but the Spirit of God spoke to me how that many, many times when the church alive as a collective body, because of businesses or families or whatever, had come together, that, that when there was about to be a major breakthrough and a manifestation of that, that it had been stolen. There would have been a root that was there. And... And, and so, I, so I just begin to speak to that, and I begin to pray to that. And how many know you got to do that? How, how many here have ever weeded your garden? All right, you don't cut the weeds out. You pull them by the root, all right? And so you got to pull it by the root. And, and so the, the Spirit of God gave me these three things, that these are three things that are going to happen at the church alive. There's no way I'm smart enough to come up with this by myself. Number one or this is going to be multiplication increase. There's going to be more in you. And there's going to be more of us. You can go back, and I'm not going to redo all this. Second is going to be a release of restrictions. Whatever it is has been holding you back. Whatever that is has been the barrier that you think is a delay. And, and by the way, I gave a word on one of the Wednesday nights. If I were you, I wouldn't miss Wednesday night. In fact, if you don't bring your kids and you start now, get here on this Wednesday night. It starts at 6:30. And 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 uh, but, but I begin to see that releases, there's going to be restrictions that have been on you are just going to be broken off of you. If it's in your mind, in your body, they're just going to be broken off of you. And you're going to be able to do everything God told you to do. The word delay began to come up in my spirit. Some of you thought God has delayed. There are no delays in God. Amen. Everything when you're lined up with God is ordered by God. Can I have a witness here? The second thing along with this is there's no wasted time in your life with God because God redeems your days. 
So that's number three is, is going to be the gift of giving. God's going to raise some of you up who, who just really just want to release your heart and, and release your faith in this. And it's just going to be a gift of giving. It's going to be a supernatural spiritual gift that's going to come over you. Amen. And, and I don't mean to belabor all this. One day it was prophesied to me. I'm just going down the highway with a gentleman. And he prophesied to me. He said, I said, 60 million over you. And, and then I, I began to make a list of what I wanted to do with that 60 million. I began to begin to look and ask God, who should I give it to? And one day, uh, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll save back, you know, this part, you know, take care of my family. And Spirit of God said to me, uh, why don't you give it all? And I'm like, well, Lord, come on, anybody with me here? And the Lord says, if I give you that, I, I've got way more than that. Amen. And how would you like to have a thousand times that? I'm like, Lord, I give it all. Amen. And I'm going to speak on it in just a second. So, so we begin to go on that. The scripture is, is really there. And, and, and I, let, let me go through it. I'll, I'll, I'll shave some stuff. Can I have 2 Corinthians 9, chapter, verse 6? And, and, and let's look at this because I want you to see something here, very important. And this is all a part of my message, so it all works out fine. He says, I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. In other words, if you want a little garden, you plant a little garden. You want a big garden, you plant a big garden. How many know what I'm talking about? All right, so it's going to be, now, that's going to be very important to what I'm going to say in just a moment. So hang on to that. And then he says, he, uh, let everyone who gives purpose in your heart, not grudging necessity, God loves it. In other words, you want to be happy about this. Right. Amen. Right. All right. There's nothing worse than having to buy a gift for somebody and you don't want to buy it. All right? That takes all the joy out of it, doesn't it? All right? So you want to give to God. You don't want to give to God and say, well, you know, wife, there goes your new dress. You don't want to do that, all right? You want to give to God because you're happy to do it. Because you wouldn't have it to give if God hadn't given it to you. All right? And so then he goes, God is able. Somebody say, God is able. God is able to make all grace. It's huge words here. Words all grace abound toward you that you always, that's huge, having all, that's huge, sufficiency in all things, is that word all again, may have an abundance for every good work. In other words, God's going to so bless you, you're never going to encounter anything that you're not going to already have it to meet the need. Did I say that too quick? Amen. You're not going, you're, you're, when you see the need, you're not going to say, well, I wish I could help you, but I don't have anything. You're going to have it. Come on, do I have anybody that's hearing me? You're going to have it, all right? And then he says this. He says, and this is very important. He says, because as it is written, he goes to previous word. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness is written. Now, what that means, go back, please. What that means there, there are two things that really move the heart of God with your finances. Number one is when you give to the spreading of the gospel. Look at what it says right there. He has dispersed abroad. So when we take offerings... For fire Bibles, for unreached people groups, for missionaries, whether it's right here on campuses or wherever that it is, you are spreading the gospel to some place you physically can't go. That moves the heart of God. All right? And the second thing is, is when you give to the poor. When you give to somebody that can't get it any other way, and it's, and it's an arrangement that they came in contact with you. And it's an arrangement, you've already got it. But see, because sometimes you've got to remember, everything you've got is not just for you. It's to be dispersed through you. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. Amen. So for you to say, it's my money, it's not your money. You're just a vessel. Amen. 
So get over, you know, that you've got to have a certain number. God will take care of you, all right? In verse 10, now watch verse 10. And, and I'm not, I'm not, just important. I just felt the Spirit of God tell me you need to slow down a little bit and make sure the people got this, all right, before you go on, because I'm all about going on. He who supplies seed to the sower. Now, here's what's going to happen. Some of you are saying, I don't have anything to give. He will give you what to give. And so what you do is you start with what you have. You don't wait till you have a thousand. You don't wait till you have ten thousand. You start with the dollar you have. You start with the five, the five hundred, the thousand. You start at one level. He will enable you to go to the next level. And whatever your level you're at, increase. Stretch a little bit. Do something. If you've always been at a one hundred dollar level, see what's going to happen when you go to a two hundred dollar level. Amen. Just keep going to that, all right? And so he's going to do it for you. It's what I gave you. It's, it's down there a little bit farther on, on your paper. If you're willing, God will enable you. All you've got to do is say yes, and he'll take care of all the rest, all right? And so you've already read it. So number one, there's a great message here. He'll supply seed to the sower. Number one, he's going to give you what to plant. And, and if you notice this, he gives you something to give before you eat. All right, I got a whole other stuff here, but this is just so huge. He says he supplies seed to the sower, number one, and then bread for food. First, he gives you something to give. All right, remember the, remember the widow? All right, said so she just had enough, right, in the barrel to make her last meal and her son's last meal, then they were going to die. And the prophet said, no, you feed me first, and then you're not going to die and you're going to have enough. And she did that by faith, and God took care of her. Amen? So how many see it right here? All right? And so then he supply, multiply. So what he's going to do, he's going to give you the opportunity, if you're willing, he's going to give you, enable you, number one, to give. Then he's going to take care of all your provision. Amen? You're not going to go hungry. He's going to take care of you. Amen? And number three, then he's going to supply and multiply it. That's the bonus package. Amen? So somebody give God praise for that, all right? And Amen? So, and, and what the Spirit of God gave me, I, I wasn't trying to come up with stuff. These are the two things the Spirit of God gave me, that for the next two months, October, November, uh, that there's going to be at least 100 people who's going to give 1,000 extra dollars. Then what your extra giving are, it's going to be 1,000 extra dollars. And within a year, I didn't, really didn't expect anybody to do this yet. You can say, well, Pastor, you need your expectation up a little bit. Uh, but within the next year, yes, I do, that there was going to be 300 who were going to give an extra 10,000, all right? And already, several have already given 10000 All right. And, and, and so, praise God to that. And, and I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, veterans, you better get with this because the young people are leading the way. And you don't have to do it all at once. J just start a little bit and, and keep track of what you're doing there. And, and so when you give it or when you go online, you market, market abundance. Will you do that? And just put on there, designated, abundance, so we'll know what it is. And, and um, I mean, I've had some young people say, Here, here's not all of it, but here's some of it. And what I have, I want to release because I believe that scripture that says, He will supply and multiply. So to take that act of faith and, and just go ahead and give it, all right? And, and, and so, um, so here, here, here's what I would like to do today. Now, we have the abundance box up here. I'm not going to ask you to come up here and, and, and give to this. But I want you to hear these two things. Number one, tithing. And Patty said it again before we left the house. Tithing opens the windows of heaven. How many saw that in your scripture? He says, if you rob me in tithing offerings, 
offering determines how much breeze you want through that window. Y'all not hearing me, all right? You see, when, when, I, when I read this scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty imaginative and, and, and vivid. I think about the windows in my grandma's house upstairs in Indiana. Because that's where we always had the windows open. And there were those old creaky windows that had been shut up all winter. And you had to take a, a rubber mallet to get those things open. I know what I'm talking about. And they were high tech. When you got them open, you took a stick. All right, because they're like some of the drawers we have now. They would close by themselves. You're not hearing me, all right? They just bam, all right, like that. Ooh, I felt that when I said that. You can't say bam, Trey, without feeling something. And, 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 uh, and so we'd take a, stip, a stick and proc that open. And it depends on at night because in Indiana, I mean, that breeze come through there, and, and you, 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 some, you had a little stick and a big stick, and you determine how much breeze you wanted through there. How many like to have a big breeze of heaven through your life? One, two, three, four, five. God said, how many want a big breeze of heaven through your life? So tithing is just the beginning. Offerings are where the multiplication is at. All right? So the, 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 window, uh, the tithing gets the window open. Hallelujah. And, and, and your offerings get the fan rolling. Amen. <laughs> Blowing your direction. So here's what I'm going to ask us to do today. I, yes, I'm going to ask us to receive another offering. And here, here's, here's what I, I'm not going to ask you to come up here. I just want that there so you can see it, all right? But uh, uh, to, th this month is, is Pastor Appreciation Month. Now, let me give you a heads up. Please don't do anything for me. Uh, we're, we're well taken care of. We're well loved. I'm not trying to be super um, uh, humble or something like that. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't, don't think that. I, I just, just I, I'm, we're loved and we love you. It is truly my honor to serve you. It really is. So, uh you, you, you doing what God's called you to do and serving the church alive is the greatest appreciation I could possibly have, all right? But, but, but I, I'm going to ask for us today to take a special offering. If you want to give a little bit later into this, you can. Uh, but I just felt yesterday we, we should do this today. Is I, I'd like to give a special appreciation to the leadership who serves with me. We've got great pastors, amen. And I, I'm going to tell you they're brilliant and, and, and they are all team players. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I realize sometimes I may get on their nerves, uh, but they get over it real quick. And, and they're just wonderful. They, they love your families. They love the ministry. And, and they're leaders with anointing. Amen. But they're not, they're not professionals. They're prophets. Come on. How many hearing what I'm saying, all right? I, I don't want just a professional. I want a prophet. That's a word to a lot of ministers in here. Amen. God didn't call you to be professional. He wants you to have a prophetic word. I appreciate all of them. I, I don't want to do this without Otis. I don't want to do this without Ryan. I, 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 don't, I don't want to do this with, with, without uh, Angela. I mean, I, I, want, I love them, and how God has brought us together. All of us have great visions of what God's going to do, and I'd like to give them some love today. Amen. How many hear what I'm saying, all right? And, and so I, I'm just going to ask the ushers to pass. And I'm just going to ask you to just give a, a big offering in this. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're going to have a big lunch, make it a little lunch. I mean, whatever. If you want to give out through the week, give online and, and do this. Listening online and you weren't able to be here today to do this, then, then I, I just want you to do that, all right? Would you stand together with me right now as we give and, and just give appreciation to our leadership? Come on, would you do that right now?
can, can I have a little more up here? Just a little. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. And just go right ahead. Thank, thank you, Marshall. Just go right ahead and receive the anointing uh, and receive the offering. Uh, here, here at the, um, at the um, thank you, Otis. Um, at, the, at the bottom of this sheet also, I want to give you a couple words on this. There's been so much happening today, so I, I'm not going to say too much more about this. I want to get into something else real quick here. But, but the message last Sunday was run with the anointing. There's a scripture with you. Whatever you do, listen, you run with the anointing God has put upon your life. Even if nobody else is running in that area of anointing, you run anyway. And remember the message very clearly. Disregard all distractions. Amen? I mean, every distractive voice. You get rid of it, you get away from it. Amen? If it's, if it's not glorifying God, if it's not lifting you up, then you get away from it. Are you hearing me say yes? Second thing is go back and rest in His promises. Right here, you hear the promises of God. You remind yourself of the. You don't have to remind God of His promises. He never forgets. You just remind yourself. All right? And you just bind all fear. How many will bind all fear with me right now? You just bind all fear. You rest in His promises. The third thing here that was very important is this restoration. I think we've already covered this, but this is just very, very good here. In fact, in the word last week it was, God's going to so restore you according to Isaiah 40, that there's not even going to be a trace of the enemy that was against you. They're going to be non-existent. How many of you agree with me right now the things you struggled with, there's not ever going to be a symptom of them ever again in your life? Come on, you're not hearing me. Come on, if you ever had an addiction, you've ever had a struggle, a bondage, or a tendency, it's never going to happen in your life again. Can you give God praise for that right now? Come on, give Him praise for that right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, reminded, I'm reminded of the three Hebrew boys when they came out of the fiery furnace. There was not even a smell of smoke on them. How many know if you just put two little sticks together and you start a fire, you're going to smell like you're in a furnace? I mean, you know what I'm talking about, all right? You just go somewhere where there was a fire, you're going to smell like it, amen. But they went through it and didn't even smell like it, amen. You know what you're going to smell like? The fragrance, hallelujah, of your Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to just do a little bit here this morning. What I feel, I've already edited in my spirit, it's a new season. I declare there's a fresh anointing that's in this place. I, de I declare a fresh anointing over your mind, your imagination, your spirit. And those of you who feel a divine call of God, I declare over you, you're having a fresh anointing that's coming over you right now. I declare the devil is a liar. This is a season of power. And it is a season of prosperity in every way. So what I came to tell you today, are you ready? Come on, it's not going to be long, but here it is. It's movement time. It's movement time. It's time for you to move. It's time for you to no longer stay where you are. I could say it a lot of ways, but I want to get it again. No longer for you to remain where you are. I want to give you two things on this. Number one, you get this. You move in the faith of what you've heard in the Spirit. Let me say that again. You move in faith and what you've heard in the Spirit. I, I tell you, friends, the Holy Ghost is talking big these days. And every word you hear, you get that in you, and you move on that. Secondly, if you'll do that, number two, 
He will work the greater. If you just move a little, he'll do the supernatural. You've heard me say it many times. Peter had no idea he was going to walk on water. He just heard the word. Amen. He wasn't looking at the storm. He was looking at his Savior. When it came time to cross the Jordan, the Scripture says the instruction was given to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant move, you move. How many will get an ear to hear? Come on, and when you hear him move, you'll start moving. You'll run when nobody else is running. Come on, you'll walk by faith when it doesn't make any sense. Amen? We, we said on Wednesday night out, out of Exodus 14, after Moses told them, he said, you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Then God answers. He said, you tell the people to go forward now. Come on, would you raise your hand with me right now? I declare to you the Holy Ghost is telling you to go forward right now. Not just to hold on and not to hold back, but to move now. I'm going to say it the way my daddy used to say it. Thus saith the Lord. Somebody give him praise for the nudging of God. I, I, I want to give you a couple things here real quick to, to get where I'm going. Galatians 3, 26 through 29 tells you that you are the seed of Abraham. If you guys have put those scriptures up there, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Going to do this pretty quick. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Amen? Look at there. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for all you are. Now remember, I gave a little bit of this message. Let's quit labeling one another. All right? There's no divisions in the body of Christ. Come on. Come on. All he sees is, is, is the promise. If you're Christ, then you are. Look at this. If then if you're Christ, how many are saved? Say, yes, I'm saved. How many covered by the blood? Your name's written down the Lamb's book of life. Then according to this scripture, you're, you're Abraham's seed. Now, if we leave that up there for a moment, thank you, Mike. If we leave that up there, if you'll, you, I don't have time to do it today, but if you'll study this out, Abraham had a covenant with God. And the covenant was a covenant of increase. Now, how many believe you're Abraham's seed? So how many believe if that covenant was, was with him, it's still real for you? How many of you are a child of God? Come on, you said you were. Come on, how many of you are a child of God? Then God has a covenant with you to increase you and your heirs according to the promise. Look, this is double for you. You're a joint heir. Look at this. You're a joint heir with Jesus. And you're an heir to the promise of Abraham. You're covered everywhere. Amen. You're really blessed. Amen. You're blessed in him beyond what you drove up here in. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you something that's very, very important. This is where we're going to go today. James, the second chapter, verse 23. This is huge. I want you to get this. James, the second chapter, verse 23. Scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham, now watch this, Abraham believed God. Now, for a moment, what was it that made Abraham so special? What did he do? What mighty work did Abraham do? I'm going to put before you, you study it out. The one thing that Abraham did, he believed God. Can you do that? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Come on, does anybody in here want to be the friend of God? Come on, anybody want to be called the friend of God? Amen? Now, 
I, I could give you more on this, but I, I just, it just, there, there's more goes on. But I just want to say this. He not only believed God, he just so believed God. Go back and study it in Genesis. That God did what he said. He made the mistake of Hagar. I mean, the Lord told him, you're going you're, you're gonna to have, have a son. You're going to have heirs. And there's going to be a lot of them. And, 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 but, he looked, you know, he was, he was very old. His wife was very old. And, and you know, they, they went through all that. He changed his name, believing that, telling people, I'm going to be the father of many nations. But it didn't happen. And, and so Sarah comes and says, well, you know what? I think it's going to happen. So here. You know, I, I, I want you, you know, to, 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 to have uh, my servant. And, you know, I just, I'm going to get into all this, but most men aren't going to say no. And he said yes. All right. And so, therefore, we have a lot of the troubles that we have today. Now, before you blame her very much, he could have said no. Come on, you're not looking at me like this. Amen. He could have said no. But what he did say, because my wife said so, probably the only time he said yes to her, but he said yes then. But no, he could have said no. He could have discerned this isn't right. Amen. But God did not stop the promise because he made a mistake. Amen. I'm going to tell you, the Lord says, I would that none of you should perish. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. He'll bring you back. How many hearing what I'm saying? So, Hagar has Ishmael. It's true to the promise. Sarah has Isaac. He is the promise. God comes to Abraham and says, now I want you to go worship and I want you to sacrifice Isaac. I've done a lot of messages on this. This is a great, this is a, it's a great, great, great account. You know, he puts him on the fire. He asks, you know, dad, where's the sacrifice? And he says, the Lord himself will provide. And you know, right there in the thicket, you know, was the sacrifice. The boy got off. He, but he was, there's so many messages there. The point is this. He was willing to sacrifice his son. Now, I don't know about you. We can call that dress rehearsal to Calvary. There's so many similarities there. But I don't know about you. I can't even imagine hurting my children. Come on, you're not hearing me on this. I mean, if, if Ryan would come to me, I mean, years ago, you don't remember it, Ryan, when you were just a baby. I illustrated this message with you as a baby. All right? But if Ryan would come to me and say, Dad, God has instructed me to sacrifice Isaac, I would tell him, you have missed God. Come on, you're not with me in this room. Come on, you're not with me in this room. You're not, you're, you're not feeling that, all right? There is no way. Come on, I get upset if our dog is hurting. I mean, I'm serious, all right? I mean, I mean, the other day our retriever's in there ha having, ha having some kind of seizure, and we're in there, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, over the dog. How many know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. To sacrifice Otis, my son? But he so believed 
God. Come on, anybody feeling this with me right now? He so believed God. I will say this to you, and please, he was so willing, he so believed God that he was willing to put his promise on the altar. I put this before you today. The multiplication is in your sacrifice. Do I have one, two of you, two? Come on, anybody receive this right here? Come on, stick with me for just another moment. I think what God is saying to the church alive today is this. Just do something in faith. Because this scripture in James, I was going to go there. I don't have time. You can go ahead and read it. It's all about faith without works is dead. I believe today the Lord is calling the church alive. When I say the church alive, that's not an organization. That's you, your family, your house. Do something by faith. If you really believe God, move a little bit out of your comfort zone. Get out there where you've just simply got to trust God. I'm going to tell you what, putting your son on the altar, getting ready to light the fire, and then lifting up the, he, he, the scripture says he had the knife lifted up. The man was committed. Are you committed to the word God's given you? Are you committed to your calling? Are you committed enough that you're moving in faith? I tell you, your mountain will move, but you've got to move in faith. Hear this, your mountain's going to move when you move on your mountain. When you see the ark move, you begin to move. I'll just say it to you this way. You move from where you're at. How many want to move from where you're at? 2 Corinthians 3.10 says this, that we have a glory that excels. As you move, the glory's going to increase. He's coming back for a glorious church. Amen. We're not going to be hiding out somewhere. We're going to be a church of glory. We're going to be a church of power. There are going to be miracles. How many hearing me? This business of that the day of miracles is over, what baloney do you want to believe? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he can do it now. Amen. And he said it's going to be greater than what we, the latter is going to be greater than the former. Amen. Are you ready for a greater glory in your house? Are you ready for a greater anointing in your business? I put before you today, there's a great anointing that's being released on every one of us. Make your move on the Word. Not on, do not allow the voices that have persuaded you and influenced you of, of well, you got to eat this, you can't eat that, or this is what you got to wear, this is what you got to buy. Don't you allow the marketing of our culture to, 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 to sabotage your promise and to squelch the fire of your Holy Ghost. For someone to say, this is what you're to act like today, Listen, you're supposed to be a child of God with the fruit of the Holy Ghost coming out of you. So I'll quit with this. I've got two questions for you today. Two questions. Two questions. Number one, do you know Him? Do you know the presence of God enough? Are you close enough? Is there such anointing flowing through your life? Do you know Him enough to know when He is not present? May I ask that again? Do you know him enough to know when he's not present? Are you willing to operate? The second question is this. 
Have you learned to live your life without the anointed presence of God? Do you know Him enough if He's not there? Have you learned to operate and find things that make you happy other than the presence of the anointing of God? I would tell you the church alive, we are not going to learn how to have church without the anointing. I'm going to tell you, I appreciate that sound crew. I appreciate these screens because you guys now are, you're, you're orientated to screens and televisions. Just, just, just watch people uh, when, when, when we go somewhere to eat. There's 50 screens on, on the walls, right? And then everybody is on their phone. They're not looking at each other. They can't tell you what color of eyes are the people they're eating with. All right, but they're, but they're looking there, and, and then now you, you go, I thought the other day, I was, I was in McDonald's, and they got, it's been a while since I've been in there. Now you can digital order your, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want a digital, I want to tell them I want a quarter pounder with cheese, and I don't want any onions on it. Yeah, I'm a little hungry right now, Rance. I'm coming on, amen. Y'all hear what I'm saying, all right? Amen. All right, I mean, the church alive, I, I, I like air conditioning. I'm glad we've got toilets inside with toilet paper and they flush and clean. Right? I'm glad we've got a beautiful parking area. I'm glad, I'm glad this week hopefully we'll be able to do some work out here on the pond and, and begin. I, I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm glad we've got good musicians. I'm glad they don't sing bad. Amen. There's nothing worse than I used to hear as I was a kid. I was on the front row, and I wasn't allowed to talk in church except, you know, whatever they're doing. Hey, man, hallelujah, something like that. But, but I hear people get up. Well, y'all, I didn't know what I was going to sing today, but it's, it's coming to me now, and I didn't have time to practice. Y'all bear with me. Y'all ever hear that? And I was sitting there on the front row, and I, 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 I was like, I, my dad's a pastor. I'm like, well, why'd you let them sing, Dad? Are you hearing me, amen? And then when they started, I was bearing with them. I mean, I was... It was a bear all the way. Amen. Aren't you glad you got good musicians? Aren't you glad they're in rhythm? Amen. They're not looking at each other. I don't know that song. I, I'm thankful for lights that work. I like, I, I like all this, but I'm not married to the lights. If they go off, we still got the anointing. And I promise you, if this microphone stops, I'm not quitting. Amen. We live for the anointing. We breathe for the anointing. It's time we move in the anointing like we have never moved before. It's time your business move in the anointing. It's time your marriage be under the anointing. Amen. You're never going to make anybody happy on your own. I know you're special, but you're not that special. The anointing. I ask you one more time. Do you know the anointing so much that you know when it's not there? Number two, have you learned to live your life without the anointed presence of God? Don't you ever stop. Let me tell you something. Don't you ever slow up in your anointing to get somebody else who's not there. I mean, if somebody said, if you just calm down a little bit, lesser anointing is not going to heal anybody. There's got to be a greater. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can draw. It's His responsibility to bring them up, not you. You keep running. 
You keep going higher. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Colorado to, to elk hunt. And in order to do that, uh, you know, I've got to take a pack horse. So I've been riding the horses a lot, getting that ready. And, and, and the horse that I use as a pack horse, he doesn't really like it. And he didn't say so, but I can tell. And, uh, and, and you know, and he just, he's used to being road and being out front and all this sort of thing. So I've got this long rope, you know, and I've done it for years. And you, you just got to learn how to do that. There's a whole, whole big knack there. But, but um, um, you know, uh, and I, you just hold the rope out there. You, you don't, if you loop it on your saddle horn, you could get in mess and you get hurt and all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, every once in a while, he, he will balk. Do you all know what balk is? Y'all know what balk is? Some of you don't know. He, he, he freezes up. He won't go anywhere. And, and, and it gets, and that, that rope gets hard, and, you know, he'll try to pull me off, you know, or whatever, and, I, and I'll jerk it. But, but you ever tried to jerk a 1,200-pound horse? You know, he just looks at me with his neck like that, you know what I mean? And, and uh, so every once in a while, I'll, I will put on the saddle horn. I'll pull him along, but... But I just, I just got irritated me at him the other day because he, he, he just wouldn't go anywhere. And he's Michael's horse, so Michael, it's your problem. And he, he, just, he just wouldn't go anywhere. And, and I did it with love and ease and kindness. But I just let go of the rope. And, and he wouldn't go anywhere. And I got behind him. And I talked him into going forward. Can't have a witness there, somebody, all right? We had some R-O-P-E dialogue, amen. And, and uh, you know, he figured out, uh, you know, that we're going to have to go. And then I figured, you know what? And I was out, I was actually out at Camp Robinson. And, and I was like, you know what? This just irritated me so bad. I'm just going to go to the trailer. And I just left his rope hanging. It's about a 20-foot rope. And I just left. I just started going, all right? And I mean, if, if you're going to come, you're going to have to come on your own because I'm done pulling you. And if you want to balk, you think I'm going to stop? Amen. All right? Because he needs to know when we get out there at 3 a.m. in the night in Colorado and I'm about 12,000 feet on that mountain, he thinks he's going to balk there. You better get yourself together, somebody. Amen. Amen. All right? I just went on down the road. Next thing you know, here he comes. Daddy, daddy, daddy. All right. I grabbed his rope. Amen. I didn't say glad to have you. I went ahead and pulled a little gentle, did a little tug on the rope. <laughs> Hallelujah. He may need a chiropractor. And said, so let's go. Buddy, I tell you, I hightailed it to that trailer so far. It was about eight miles back. I'd gone a long ways. By the time he got back, he was, <sighs> I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to run with my anointing, <sighs> You better get some CPR training. Come on, how many hearing what I'm saying, all right? How many to break, how many ready to break every barrier that has stopped your anointing right now? Amen. How many ready to break all the voices behind you saying you can't do that? How many ready right now? Amen. Some of you need a fresh anointing here. Some of you young people baptized in the Holy Ghost and you went, you got ramp eyes and you know, got all this stuff, you know what, and you got dunked in that river, amen, and now you ain't got no residue on you anymore. You need to get baptized again, amen. You need to get back in there again. You need to get in the fire again, amen. 
I mean, one of the most, uh, I like this morning, amen. I had, I had a little, little lady come down here, begin to worship God all by herself. I looked around, it's an anointed place. I said, if you think I'm going to leave her down there by herself, ain't no way. I come on up, and then I saw Brother Roy come over here. I said, praise God for it. Then I saw Brother Trey, and then it took y'all. It took y'all. I'm not getting on you. I'm just talking to you like I'm your daddy for a minute. It took you too long to get from there to right there, amen. But it took the rest of you. Took us a little bit longer, amen. It's high time we have so much anointing in here. We don't leave the young people up there by themselves. With them young people today, I we say get right with God, amen. They're going to do what you do. They're going to say what you say. If you're gossiping, they're going to gossip, amen. If you're speaking in tongues, they're going to speak in tongues. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. If you want them baptized in the river and the anointing and the fire, if you want to see their businesses prosper, they got to see you tithe. Amen. It's time we get anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage off of you. God wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you. God has called you. He's going to do everything he said he's going to do in your life. Are you ready for your house to be, I mean, anointing? I mean, such anointing just flowing? I told it Wednesday night, and I'll quit with this. My friend Shane Warren gave a testimony that, that in one of his churches, I think it was the one in Louisiana, but there was such anointing that fell that, that everybody was out on the God. Even the babies were slain in the Holy Ghost. Out of the mouths of babes, he's ordained praise. Listen, you may look at me and you say, well, Pastor... I came today to check it out, and you guys are a little bit more rowdier than me. Well, let me give you some news. There's more to come. More. I used to go to a lot of rodeos. I've never seen a bull rider get off of a bull and say, Could y'all find me a tamer bull? He wants the bull who bucked the most. Because the more bucking, the better the score is. <laughs> Amen. I don't want less glory. I want more glory. Can I pray for you right now? Come on, how many want greater anointing in your life? Stand if you want greater anointing in your life. Anybody want greater anointing in your life? Greater anointing in your life greater anointing in your life. I'm going to give you a moment to stretch. Yo, some of you act like you've been here three hours. It's been an hour and a half. Let me take that back. You didn't get here on time. It's, 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 it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Sorry. Just call them the way I see them. <laughs> ha! Whoa! Ha! I live for the day that Keith's going to run. I'll say this last thing. I believe there's going to be so much anointing come over you. The enemy's not even going to recognize you. Amen. Such anointing and power. Amen. Would you just raise your hands with me? Come on, just raise them up. In the name of Jesus.
We declare that every barrier is broken off of us right now. We declare that a fresh anointing is coming over us. Hearts that have been distracted and went away from you are coming back to you right now. Families are receiving their fire back right now. In the name of Jesus. We're going to sing this song. Notice I'm going to ask you to go back and that old one anointing fall fresh on me. If you need a fresh anointing of a fire to come on you that you know you need to come to the front. You know you need to come. I'm going to take time and and pray for everyone who comes. As I, as I walked out last Sunday, the Spirit of God said this to me. He said that he stopped a little short. I mean, what was that? He said, well, you were, you moved and all that, and then you got there at the end, you got conscious about, it was 1110. The Spirit of God said to me, if, if, if they're going to go, they're going to go. <laughs> They're not staying there for you. I went, mm, that's true. He said, but there's some that needed your agreement. They didn't all, but some of them needed that. And I need you to give me opportunity to do another work. So you got to go. That's no problem. Nobody feels, I don't feel bad. It's fine. But if you do need, pastor, it's over my home, my marriage, my family, my life, my direction. I just need you to agree with me. Or I just need to come up here and pray a little while. I need that fervency of anointing. I'm just not going to walk out here like it's a, a drive-through. I'm going to get this on me. I'm going to get this fire on me. Get this anointing. I'm telling you, this week, you, you're going to witness the manifestation of greater anointing. I can't wait for the testimonies of what people have seated. It's going to take place. Doors are going to open. Amen. I declare that we are no longer going to live without the anointing. Anybody with me on this? Somebody say, I can't live without the anointing. If you want to take some time and you want to come to the altar, you want to just spend some time here, we're going to sing this song, you do that. I'm going to come by and pray for you. Here it is, anointing. If you got to go, have a great day. See you Wednesday night.
the spirit of the Lord is here. He's not finished, y'all. The evidence is all around. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, just lift those hands as a spiritual antenna if you know he's still here. If you know he hasn't left, lift those hands. Now lift your voices while your hands lifted. Lift those voices. In the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. In the spirit. That's it, in the spirit, in the spirit. Somebody just lose it in the spirit. Kikata Every weight just drop out for you right now. Every weight, every burden be lifted, every yoke be destroyed. No darkness can dwell in the presence of God. No darkness can dwell in the very presence of God.
Spirit has to say. Let's hear what the Spirit has to say to the church.